Welcome to How I Grew My Practice, the podcast where health professionals share the behind the scenes stories of how they built a thriving practice. Each episode will uncover surprising challenges, victories, and life lessons learned throughout their journeys. Let's get started. Welcome to How I Grew My Practice, a podcast presented by Next Health. I'm your host, Al Goldman. In this episode, we have Fred Menko, VP of Growth Strategy and Experience at Advantage Dental Plus. He's here to talk about preventistry, an interesting concept. It's about building a culture of oral health care that empowers the overall health of patients. Fred, welcome to the show. How are you doing this morning? Doing great, Alex. Thanks. Happy to be here. So excited to have you. Um, Fred, for our folks in the audience who do not know who you are, if you can share a little bit about uh, your background, what you're up to over at Advantage Dental, and kind of how you got into the industry, and maybe a little bit about this preventistry concept that you guys have going on over there. Yeah, uh, so my background is I, I've been doing marketing and healthcare for oh about 15 years now. Um, before that, was was involved in digital and, and, and large media organizations. Um, Advantage Dental is a, is a chain of about 80 practices uh, across the country. Uh, we're really focused on Medicaid. Um, and my role there is, is, is kind of overseeing marketing, some of our business intelligence, and then um, patient and, and to a large extent employee experience uh, at the practices as well. Uh, so that also covers some of the recruiting and things like that that we do. Uh, what's the other question? Did I miss it? I know I missed a question there. No, I don't think so. I mean, if you want to share a little bit about this concept of preventistry, um, yeah, so way into our topic for today. Yeah, so preventistry is a is a is a big is kind of our big idea. Um, like you said, it's it's around really empowering the patient to take control of their of their oral health and impacting their overall health. Um, we really look at it as being three major components: um, making access to care easy. So um, that means everything from making it easy to find, to get to one of our practices, to making the experience within the practice as seamless and as painless for them as possible. Uh, it's about having a really, we think unique uh, and differentiating experience, a uh, partnership between the care team and the patient where they work together to find um, a solution that's gonna improve their overall health and their, their, their oral health in particular. Um, that can be anything from, you know, the, the traditional brushing every day and flossing to really, you know, look, you have two Cokes a day today. What if you just cut that back to one? Um, and that, that will even help. And then really looking at what we're doing with that patient and measuring the overall quality of care through, through, through our data and, and the information we have there to really, to really drive a, a improved overall health experience. That's awesome. Um, I mean, I think lots of, you, you hear this weird stigma with dentists, uh, in the industry of you know people pushing product, and this sounds almost the, the exact opposite. And it's like, how do we make sure that people are living healthier lives um, and getting ahead of issues that would actually cause much greater expense? So I think that's an incredible thing that you guys are taking on, um, are taking head on. Um, I guess when you think about setting goals for a DSO and trying to obviously grow, see more patients. Uh, increase revenues. I can feel that part of this preventistry concept would increase effectively, like effectively, lots of clinics. Right? How do you mitigate driving successful outcomes and preventing bigger procedures from happening and growing something where the 
we know that the uh, certain procedures might be more expensive that are in more uh, reactive than they are preventative. Yeah, I mean, so it really kind of comes back to the idea that preventive is, is more than just um, our day-to-day -day care. It's it's a culture, um, but it's also and it and it really we've built structures with preventive that. Um, have to do with our customer service kind of mantras and the things we focus on there and also on our care. Our, our clinicians are actually measured on a, on a clinical uh, preventistry kind of scorecard that we've created um, and that our, that our clinical side of the business is really organized around. And then at the highest levels in our organization, we have a, have a preventistry scorecard and it's, it's, it's really eight metrics and it impacts everything from, um, you know, how easy it is for, our, for, for us to deliver the care to, the overall experience that, that our that our um, patients are are having, and um, and then also kind of the measurable clinical stuff. So we're really trying to trying to create that culture by by looking at those that those data points at least once a month by talking about um, how people should be treated and and what that access should look like in the practice consistently, um, and then our business model is really built around a preventative structure. We have a, our, our we have um, mostly a capitated. Uh, population, so we're, we're value-based, care-based, and and so we're we're not necessarily getting you know uh, extra revenues for for the more complex care. So we really can focus on that That's preventative right. stuff, and, and our um, our docs um, production is tracked based on really an elevated um, credit for the preventative care over reconstructive. You know, you're always going to get a, a new patient with with great needs, and our goal is really to get them. Um, I'm not a dentist, so I shouldn't, so I can't, so I can't get too detailed in it, but to really get them to a very healthy state and then maintain that healthy state and improve on that. That's excellent. So I know that prior to our conversation, I, I think this idea of prevent is so fascinating. I think it's so great that you guys are again, tackling that. Um, but you said you have this whole dashboard, um, kind of what are the things that you're tracking around the concept of preventistry? And I wanted to see if you were able to share that today with our audience. Yeah. Let me, uh, pull that up. I've got a, uh, kind of obfuscated view of it here. So let me share it and then get to a place where I can share it with you. Hold on. Yeah, there you go. Are you, are you seeing that? Yep. All right. So yeah, we, we look at this dashboard every month and keep it up to date. Uh, this one's a couple months old and I've kind of obfuscated the data, but um, you can kind of see here, we, we're tracking that promoter score we do a net promoter score survey to every patient. Um, we feel like we do really well with that, um, and, and seen some some really big uh, increases this year. We look at how many of our patients we're seeing with virtual visits or teledentistry, um, and and kind of see that as an as an opportunity and something that we're kind of innovating around to see if we can improve uh, kind of the the number of visits a, a patient actually is getting with the dentist by by using teledentistry and, and really. Uh, on emergent care, it's a, it's a huge lift for us. Um, how many of our patients are getting sealants or carries arrest uh, carries arrest medicate medicants? So things that will stop the the um, the, the kind of the growth of cavities. Um, and so, and then workplaces are intranet platform. So we want to see how many. This is really a, the way we look at our employee engagement uh, and how many of our employees are active on that platform. Um, advanced uh, dental services that are not referred out. So how many of the referrals that we could be sending out to 
external are we kind of keeping inside of our network and making that care easier to get to um, show rate how many of our how many patients are showing up for their appointments and, and what percentage of them uh, you know are, are, are we not getting 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 care for um, employment rates so how many of our roles are filled and then uh, oral assessment uh, compliance we have three oral assessment tests that are used and we um, we look at those uh, we, we want every patient to see to get those three assessments on, uh, on their visits especially for during a comprehensive exam so really these are the, the, the eight metrics that we kind of look at and say you know this kind of covers experience it covers quality of care it covers uh, employee engagement it really tells us how we're doing with our preventive culture overall in a quick in a quick look that's so awesome um, so when you're reviewing this, I mean, what are some indicate like taking data knowledge or, you know, the information, taking information and turning it into action, right? So when you're taking a look at this dashboard, how are you going about on an individual location basis, going to the team and saying, these are the following changes that we need to make in order to better serve our customers? Yeah, I mean, we spend a lot of time the the on on external referrals and like figuring out you know who are we, we like so external referrals is one where we, we constantly are talking because we're we're below our targets on that one, and you know we're we're really looking at what kind of procedures are referring out where are those happening do are we lacking a specialist in that region, um, do we have some some of the things that that end up getting referred out are things that a general dentist can do. Um, and so do we have a general dentist who's comfortable in those skills and we're just not aware that they're in the market that we could be referring to or that could be taking some of those cases. Um, same with show rate. If we see if we see dips there, what are we doing to improve show rate? Um, we've actually seen a, a large improvement this year um, due to due to some of the things that we've done to, to try to improve that. Um, and, and those were, you know, things that took some time to get into place, but that we knew we're going to have an impact on show rate, and and so we're, we've been looking at these data these data points and really looking for ways to improve on that on a regular basis on, on every one of them. Some of them are new and we didn't know what to expect uh, this year. So, but we're we're pleased with kind of where we're at with them, and we're also always looking. You know, it's an annual review process of what data points end up on the scorecard. So the, the, the ongoing discussion is okay. You know, we feel like we picked good things for this year, but what's next? You're going to need to be where do we want our focus to be? Looking at the business overall. Um, most of them stay, uh, some, you know, a few of them are for us, just, just, they have to be there so that we're, we're looking at them and tracking them as a business. But, um, every one of them, we look at and have a discussion, especially if we see them drop off, um, and talk about, you know, what's going on and why did this happen and what can we do to fix it? Which is the action that always, that that's really, if you're looking at data, that's the reason you should be looking at it. That's right. So can you talk a little bit about all the different tools. I know that we work together uh, between Advantage Dental and Nextel, but what are what does the tech stack look like that enables and is really building this type of dashboard that you can view from a high level and kind of look down at all the different practices that you're helping and overseeing? Yeah, so I mean, um, it, it, the tech stack is, is really every tool that we use in the practice, all the tools we use in the practice. So it's, we're looking at our you know, our, our front end, our practice uh, system and, and the practice management system that we have in place and grabbing data from that. We, we use Next Health, we're grabbing data from that. Um, and then all the other tools that we have at our disposal and we're pulling those into really a Power BI system, uh, you know, data, creating a data lake basically within and accessing it through Power BI to kind of create dashboards like this and, and several others that we use to, you know, day-to-day -day manage the practices. 
Can you talk a little bit about um, the relationship of, I guess, how you guys are leveraging specifically Next Health in the greater idea of prevent industry? Again, kind of like thinking back to no shows and yeah, yeah. I mean, show rate, show rate. If you think back to that, to the to the dashboard, we saw some large jumps in May, and that's and we've really been our, our valleys this year were January, February, and March. Uh, from May on, we've been really seeing huge increases, and that was aligned 100% with the launch of, uh, of Next Health and our practices and, and the, the confirmations process. And I think if we don't look at this, but it's actually on our list of things to consider for next year, but actually, you know, uh, how we're doing against capacity of the practice, what, you know, what percentage of, of, of total capacity are we hitting at all the practices? We've actually made that work really great with Next Health also along the, with the uh, kind of the wait list features. So if we have an opening in the last minute, we've had We've had openings at practices, you know, 10 minutes before the, the, the appointment, we get the cancellation and we've been able to fill those with waitlist, uh, that waitlist functionality. So while that will show up on our show rate as being a cancellation, a negative cancellation, our show rate, we know that we're filling those gaps with technology that allows us to communicate much faster with patients, um, you know, texting and, and email are in many ways, the preferred way of that our patients want to interact with us. And it really helps us um, actually in the practice because it takes so much load off the phones. You know, we, we don't have to, we're not calling out for confirmations as much as we used to have to. We're also not having to have inbound, um, you know, scheduling happening as much because patients are, are comfortable scheduling online. Uh, they do their paperwork online. We're really, we're even looking to, you know, completely digitize that experience because we think, you know, it goes back to preventistry. It makes the access to our practices that much easier. So you mentioned that ultimately even you know technology certain helps the patients and how they want to communicate but it certainly makes the lives of your staff much easier can you talk about how this idea of preventistry also is helping the staff experience yeah so i mean our staff consistently is talking to us about how you know other places they're they're feeling a lot of stress around around production, around having to do a certain number of, of the more of more complex care. And in here, they really get time to spend uh, with a patient, teaching them how to have better oral health habits. And and so many, many of our of our patients, uh, because we're Medicaid focused, our kids, um, there's so much that we can, can just teach them early on today that will impact the rest of their life. And and the and the docs and the and all the staff really, you know, benefit from um, you know, the fact that technology is reducing the amount of time that they have to spend on phones and things like that, they can they can spend those, that time having those educational conversations and and really making a difference uh, in the habit instead of just treating issues. So you've been with Advantage Dental for a few years. As one, how does this differentiate from past organizations that you've worked with? Would be my first question, and then. Where do you see Advantage Dental going in the next five years, uh, especially like kind of growing out this idea of preventistry and, and as, as you guys scale the organization even more so? Um, so how is it different? I mean, compared to places I've been at in the past, we, we are, um, well, so most of my background has been in, in the medical side of healthcare. Um, so it's, it's very different because it's oral health. Uh, as opposed to medicine, but um, it's it is different even in those those regards. And that that the way we focus on production is very different. We're not we're not really focused on production. We're really focused on seeing 
and impacting as many of the patients that are assigned to us as possible. We really are, you know, mission focused. Our mission uh, is to improve the oral health of all. And um, it's, it is the mantra that we have every day and like, and preventistry really is how we do that. Um, it's really focused on having is having the biggest impact we can on the population that, that we're focused on, which is, you know, the, the Medicaid population who oftentimes has a hard time getting access to care, um, being treated and cared for in a, you know, in a way that's going to really change the way that they, that they approach healthcare and, and in particular their oral health. Um, and you know, it's the, the idea that we live our mission every day, I think is, you know, you hear a lot of people talk about it. I'm sure people will think I'm just saying this, but we really do live the mission every day. We focus on, um, on really making a difference in each person who comes into our practice and, and in all the people that, that we're focused on, on caring for all of our, all of our patients and assigned patients. That's awesome. And what's next for Fred? Uh, what's next for Fred? I, that's, that's a good question. I mean, I, I'm really focused right now on, you know, making the practices, um, in, in patient experience as great as we can in the practice. Um, making sure we're, we're getting, getting great employees who are, who are really focused on our mission and who can put the mission first um, and who can get behind that, the mission. Um, I mean, that's, that's what I do every day and, and it's, it's a lot of fun doing it. Great people to work with, um, you know, make, being great at what we do is, is what, what makes me happy. That's awesome. Um, Fred, we're coming at the 20 minute mark. What are kind of like a last concept on or a last thought on preventistry that you haven't shared with the audience that you'd want to share. Um, or do this way. Man, I, I feel like I've covered a lot of ground on it. Um, you know, the, the, really, again, it's, it is, it's the way we achieve our mission. It is really behind everything that we do. Um, the only other thing I guess about it is you hear the word preventistry and everybody thinks it's just about preventative care and about cleanings and, and those kind of things. And it's really, um, about more than that, I think it's really about it's really about this culture and the idea of a culture of preventive preventistry of, of everything you do being uh, <clears throat> focused on you know, improving the oral health of the population that you're taking care of, and, and especially populations that, uh, in our case, anyway, have a really hard time uh, getting oral health care, whether it's for for time constraints and personal issues, or whether it's you know geography, um, really. It's that access piece is a huge piece of what we do and making it easy to get to us and, and convenient is, is a big focus. I think that's a big part of it, preventistry. And it's not just a clinical thing. It is something that people from our support teams, our shared services teams are focused on all the way to our front desk, all the way through care. That's awesome, Fred. Fred, it was so great having you on the show. I know that uh, we're extremely appreciative of your time and having you as a cab member at Next Health and all that you guys do with our organization. Um, so I just want to say thank you and thank you for joining the show today. No, thank you. That was a lot of fun. Awesome. We'll be in touch soon. All right. Thanks, Fred. Thanks.